0: The Secret World Chronicle, a podcast novel series written by Mercedes Lackey, Dennis Lee, Cody Martin, and Veronica Jaguar. Presenting Season 6, Revolutions. Brothers in Blood, Part 3, written by Dennis Lee and Mercedes Lackey. As he waited for his tardy carrier to arrive, Doppelganger amused himself by snapping the thorns off of Red Janey's neck, one by one, as one might do with flower petals. The janey, it seemed, was still conscious, and Doppelganger was rewarded with muffled gasps of pain with each fracture. He was pleased. He was beyond pleased. His quarry was remarkably resilient. It would be such a pleasure to break him, to delve into him, and retrieve the answers he had sought after for so long. She loves me, she loves me not, he sang happily. Suddenly he was thrown up and back by a spike of dirt and broken concrete erupting right at his feet. She loves you not, Viernautrlich Schleipkir, snarled the tiny woman peering from behind a concrete pillar. She had an automatic pistol pointed at his head. "'Take your brown-shirted thugs and go home while you still can, and be grateful that my concern for my partner trumps my wish to splatter your brains on the wall behind you.' "'Sheiss!' Doppelganger swore as he rose to his feet. "'Of course, the rescue attempt. Is it not the way of things, Fraulein? To truly enjoy something, you must earn it first. He looked around. Or not, I hardly see how this is more than a minor inconvenience, like a bug to an eagle. Surely there are more than just you, Klein kafer I'm armed, she pointed out. You aren't. David killed Goliath with a bullet. I expect I can do the same. Doppelganger laughed and spread his arms wide. By all means, Fräulein Victrix, fulfill all your biblical fantasies. She didn't hesitate, not for a second, and she didn't take just one shot. She unloaded three rapid and well-spaced slugs into his chest. Then she paused, waiting to see the effect. Doppelganger clutched at his heart, grunted, and drew his hand away with her bullets. She watched as the wounds healed before her eyes. And what now, Herr David? he asked. She dropped the mag and reloaded, muttering. Damn it, I knew I should have led with incendiary rounds. She aimed again. Perhaps you need a bigger gun, Doppelganger offered sweetly. An energy blast slammed into the wall between him and the genie, knocking them further apart. Doppelganger spun around, his eyes darting about to spot the source of the blast. Bigger gun as you wish. Get your filthy hands off him, Fascista Svignya! spat Red Saviour, swaggering into a patch of light coming from an overhead light fixture. That wasn't a miss. The next one will flatten your neck turny head. I'll be extremely pleased to kill you. Sure it was me, Vicky swore, whirling to stare aghast at the commissar. What do you think you're doing jumping the gun like this? Savior examined her nails. Too much talking, time for smashings, she said casually. Her fists began to glow as she turned her attention back to Doppelganger. The inferior air to Ubermensch could not kill me, Dobeb. You would not be giving me sweating. Doppelganger sneered. So, Mother Worker's Champion sends the supermodel instead of the real Red Savior. Is the dog too old to bite? The old wolf sees no reason to waste his teeth on inferior mongrel meat, Whipplet. The young wolf needs a chew toy.
1: You'll do.
0: She bared her teeth. Doppelganger signaled his armored troops to move in. "'I think the young wolf is about to break all her teeth and be whipped. "'I could use a pet to tie to the foot of my bed. "'And I could use a new dummy at the target range. "'I wonder how many slugs you can absorb before you look like a lace shawl,' "'Savior snickered. "'Enough of this!' Doppelganger said in disgust. "'He motioned to his troops, who began to ramp up their cannons.' Totatsidets! He faltered as he heard the pounding of very heavy feet behind him. He turned too late and was struck by an enormous fist encased by a small shimmering force field. Doppelganger flew back and collided with two of his troopers, bowling them over. Thus, Doppelganger cried, struggling to come to his feet.
1: Big gun reporting for duty, Bulwark said.
0: He placed himself directly between Red Genie and Doppelganger and raised his glowing fist in defiance. "'It took you long enough,' Savior grumbled as she and Vicky raced to Bulwark's side. "'What did you do, take the out with scenery and be smelling flowers?'
1: "'Bubble is a go,'
0: Bulwark barked, ignoring her.
1: "'Execute!'
0: Doppelganger watched as they spun to face him. Under different circumstances, he might have admired their subterfuge. But today, so close to his goal, he suppressed an urge to scream. He had let them cut him off from the genie. Idiot, you let them play you for a rank amateur. They moved as one. Red Savior brought her hands up and away, her fists glowing with a hellish blue light. She took aim and fired off two blue and brilliant bolts, shattering two opposing weight-bearing columns. The ceiling groaned ominously. Vicky thrust both her hands into the air, palms upward, and Doppelganger heard an awful bubbling sound as the earth opened in front of him, in front of all his troopers, as individual payloads erupted out of the very soil at their feet. His eyes widened as the rocket-shaped devices split open, contents mixing with each other and the air. Then there was nothing but white-hot fury, flames licking upwards as if from hell itself, engulfing his men with liquid fire. His troops began to scream, and he found he was screaming as well when he witnessed Bulwark's force bubble blaze into existence around the heroes, just as the ceiling came down on all of them. The CCCP van sounded as rough as it looked, but it seemed to have plenty of power, and someone had done a righteous job on the shocks and springs to allow it to get over the churned-up streets in this destruction corridor. Red Savior had wanted to blast the siren, but Vicky shouted her down. It was bad enough they had to do this in broad daylight, and there was no sense in drawing even more attention to themselves. Besides, it was the destruction corridor. It wasn't like traffic was an issue here. Vicky's heart was racing. They had done it! Bull had gotten out mostly on his own two feet, even though his trademark stoicism seemed to falter as he gingerly gripped his chest and sides. Cracked ribs and internal bleeding again, she figured. Even with the meta-powered Echo Medstaff patching him up, it seemed a miracle this man had any intact organs left at all. Savior had picked up and carried Jeannie over his weak protests. They had made their way out of the demolished warehouse, piled into the van, and been just enough ahead of Doppelganger's incoming transport that either the Kriegers didn't spot them speeding away, or they'd been too busy about digging their boss out to care. The van had been modified to serve as a makeshift ambulance, with two gurneys in the back and a fully equipped emergency unit liberated from Echo. Bulwark and Red lay on the gurneys. Red Savior was behind the wheel, Vicky was too short to reach the pedals, and was perhaps enjoying her rare chance to drive a vehicle a little too much. She rocketed over potholes and only occasionally swerved to avoid the larger pieces of debris in what was left of the road. The van swayed dangerously, but whatever modifications had been done to it meant at least it wasn't bottoming out or breaking its spine. Gamayun remonstrated in Russian over the radio, while Vicky strapped the two broken men in. "'To save everyone the explosion that would occur if the two were presented to Bella, "'they were headed for the C.C.C.P. medbay and the tenderer mercies of Soviet. "'Anyway, it was closer, and any verbal flogging these two deserved, "'Vicky was going to deliver herself. "'She felt it was more than owed to her at this point. "'She had earned it, and by all the gods, "'she was going to have the pleasure of flaying them within an inch of their lives.' She suddenly understood why Savior always grinned wolfishly when about to unload an excoriation. "'I don't know what the hell you two bucks were butting heads over that got both your panties in a wad,' Vicky said, glaring at both of them as she belted herself into the passenger seat. "'But you,' she pointed an accusing finger at Bull, "'you are a kibbutzah disgraced as a marine!' Uh, I've got half a notion to call retired Master Sergeant Hosting Stormdance down here from D.C. and have him break your goddamn saber over his knee. You should know better. No man left behind. That's right up there with Semper Fi, you moron. I don't care what the man on your team did to you, said to you, you don't leave him behind. You don't even think about leaving him behind. And you don't hesitate. And you know that. She turned to glare at Red. And as for you, you Osliab, you are... Oh you tis-gets, and I have just one thing to say. "'Stop being a kutyefatsa. "'We get it. "'You're a free bird, a maverick, a smart-ass loose cannon, "'all that, and a bag of stale chips, "'and we are tired of it. "'Keep it up, and I swear to Hernie "'I am going to magic your mouth shut "'and have Bella feed you through a tube. "'Lava creel!' "'Vicky slammed the divider closed, "'though she continued to shut curses from the passenger seat. Thankfully, her voice was greatly muted by the thick steel divide. Red counted profanity in at least two more languages, not including the three she had used on him. Hungarian, Russian, and... Romany. Romany? Where had she learned that one? Last he saw they didn't give lessons in the gypsy tongue in college.
1: She's right, Bull said finally. What you said before... "'Disturbed me. Gave me pause. "'She was right,' Red croaked. "'Do me a favor. Don't ever tell her that.'
0: They lay in silence, entertained by the muffled sounds of Vicky's ongoing rant and Savior's persistent chortling. From the sound of things, Vicky had been keeping a lot bottled up for a long time, and she was letting it all out with the fluency of a dockside whore.
1: You really thought about ditching me? Red asked. For a moment, yes, Bull admitted. But I didn't. No, Red said. No, you didn't. You know, she did pretty good back there. Was that
0: plan hers? Bull nodded, wincing as the pain flared up in his ribs.
1: She was the only one who could come up with it on the fly. She had the intel, the connections at her fingertips, and no time to explain it all. All she needed was a bit of a push. She did? Bull nodded again. Just a little one. I'd say she pulled through just fine. So I wasn't pushing her too hard, was I? No, Bull said. You did a good job with her, Red.
0: Vicky opened the slide again and stop talking about me like you think I can't hear you, she shouted. That kami has in morti She slammed the slide shut again. Xavier was howling. Evidently, she knew Romany too. Chicks, Red said, shaking his head. Truly, Bull agreed. Hey, Bull? Red began, and paused.
1: Just say it, Jeannie.
0: Thanks, Red finished, lamely. And I'm sorry, man. Bulwark nodded, closed his eyes, and let himself pass out. His breaths came in short bursts. He seemed otherwise paralyzed, his body refusing to respond to the simplest of commands. They had dug him out from the rubble, the only survivor, and were carrying him gingerly to the transport where he finally fought past his rage and managed to order them to a halt. He lay on the litter and concentrated, willing his body to heal. His rescuers gasped, a strange, muffled sound that reverberated from their mechanical mouthpieces, as his burns reverted to pinkish flesh while his bones and joints set and righted themselves. Gingerly, Doppelganger swung his legs over the sides of his litter and stood up. He thought about obliterating them all for their tardiness, thought better of it, and told them to retrieve the remains of their fallen comrades instead. It wouldn't do to simply leave that sort of technology lying about. "'Bad enough that Echo and Dominic Verdigris had retrieved as much as they had. "'His former elite squadron had been fitted with the next generation of energy cannons. "'It would be a mistake to let those fall into enemy hands. "'And he had failed enough for one day. "'He strode lightly to the transport, "'a smaller and faster version of the gigantic death spheres, "'and pondered what had gone wrong.' He had been arrogant, he supposed, overconfident in his own abilities, but he had earned that. It had been so very long since anyone had truly challenged him. No, that was unfair. Alone, the genie had proven no match for him. He should have taken him easily, if not for the inevitable interference by his allies. Little bugs, all of them, but together they had bested him. He should have anticipated that, however. It had been the same in the war. These people never worked alone. No matter how much they cultivated the lone wolf image, the pack always came to the rescue. And the pack would never allow one of their own to fall without a fight. To best the genie, he would need to best all of Echo, it seemed. No, not all of Echo. Only those closest and dearest to him. He needed... Doppelganger grimaced. It would seem that game time was over. So much for fun. The pack will always come to the rescue, he mused. It was time to go to work. This has been Revolutions, Season 6 of The Secret World Chronicle. The Secret World Chronicle is narrated and produced by Veronica Jaguer, with music by Kevin McLeod from Incompetech.com. Find us at www.secretworldchronicle.com, like us on Facebook, and circle us on Google+. And as always, thank you for
1: listening.